0: radio satellite. Listen to the anarchist woolless week Australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse. Listen to analysis of local, national, international events. Listen to analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Welcome to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. And if by some chance I make some election comment, it's all my own doing. I'm not being bankrolled by anybody, unfortunately. Nobody ever rings me up and offers me bribes. I don't know why. Okay, this is the Anarchist World this week. Find out what anarchy is all about. Anarchist society is a voluntary, non hierarchical society based on the creation of political and social structures which are based on equal decision making power that's direct democracy. It's a society where wealth is held in common and used for the common good. Now, before we get on to the pointy end of the uh, federal election, there's a few other issues that are uh, swimming around that we need to look at, and I think it's important that we do look at these issues. Now, those of you who are listening to this program in Melbourne, don't forget the 3CR radio phone. It's still going. So uh, give us a ring. Give us some money. Keep the anarchist air. Atticus will this week on air for another year. Keep community radio 3CR on air and obviously keep every community radio station on air for the next 500 years because obviously having community radio, especially independent radical radio, is one way, one way of ensuring that there is diversity of viewpoints in this country because although you may think the World Wide Web is now the diversity of viewpoints, well, it ain't. It ain't. The political, social, cultural agenda is set every day. Every day it is set by the corporate-owned media and and to a lesser extent the government guild at ABC. Every day you see the hairs go running and social media runs after the corporate hairs. And that's what we see every day. I mean, if you've lived in Australia, you would have heard the kerfuffle over the past three days Regarding the utterances of some football, you know, magnate or something, some commercial radio hack, you know, if, you know, and and and, and a line or something, and, and I'm thinking to myself, indignation. I love this indignation. Isn't this wonderful? Indignation about one sentence. Where's the indignation about the fact that 33% of Australians? rely on less than $500 a week to survive. These are people on social security benefits in many regards for a new start allowance of less than $250 to survive. Where is the indignation regarding the fact that Indigenous Australians are 30 times overrepresented in in Australian jails? I was going to say our jails, not our bloody jails, Australian jails. Where is the indignation that the corporate world pays voluntary taxation? That's why we've got such huge gaping holes in the social security net. Where's the indignation regarding the destruction, not the privatisation, forget about that, and I'll talk about it later on, but the destruction of Medicare. I mean, it wouldn't be lovely to have a three-day indig- indignation about that. It's, it's just extraordinary. It's extraordinary how the corporate-owned media, and that's why people like Murdoch continue to invest in newspapers, because they continue to set the cultural, social, national agenda on a daily basis, irrespective of what happens in social media. Irrespective, because every day they give radio, they give television, they give social media the guff on what will be the issue of the day. And we've seen a classic example in this federal election, where well, the issue of the day, the issue of the day in this federal election is hardly mentioned by anybody. And the issue of the day is the power that corporations are able to exercise on parliamentary representatives. The issue of the day is the power the corporate puppet masters have on our parliamentary representatives. That is the issue of the day. The issue of the day is how the corporate world pays voluntary taxation in this country. That is the issue of The day which will never be an issue of the day unless people like you and me make it an issue of the day I'll give you an example, another example now you know and I know there are 3,000 people, 3,500 people who have been held as hostages basically they're hostages and they're hostages at Manus Island and Nauru and they're hostages in terms of government policy and opposition policy and they're hostages in terms of the fact that we say you come to this country boat this is where you will end up no point coming here these people will never come to this country and we see them with this amorphous mass and a billion dollars a billion dollars every year is used to you know uh, contain 3,000 people that's $330,000 each you could put them up at the Hilton a la carte menu three meals a day and would cost less you get change at the end of a bloody day Wish I could get that contract, I'd bring him over here So, But on a serious note We know that things have got so difficult In these concentration camps Although we are told the camps have now opened their doors That Omid, an Iranian refugee Set himself on fire on Nauru on the 27th of April He died in a Brisbane hospital two days later on the 29th of April And his funeral was held in Iran on the 20th of May. And I'd like to thank Stephen Langford from Sydney for sending me this material, because this is a statement from his family in Iran, because the whole point of keeping people locked away, offshore, is for us to is to dehumanise them in the public's eye. It's for us to think of them as non-people, people people who don't really exist because you can't put a name to them, you can't put a face to them. They're just, you know, human garbage, not fit for resettlement in this country. So I think it's appropriate that on this programme we read out a statement from his family to humanise every person held on Manus Island at Nauru. And this is what his family said about Amid. Our hope is gone. Amid is gone forever. He was only 24. Omid means hope in Persian. His father named him Omid because his birth gave hope, excitement and life to his small family. As a child Omid was so sweet and cute. He loved animals very much. He had built up a small shelter in his house where he kept his pets. They were just like his close friends. Our mid had it all. Warm, friendly, always smiling, witty and athletic ability. He was a lifeguard and he saved a couple of children. Those kids still come to visit us. His friends describe him as trustful, amical, warm and a lovely fellow. He was happy and joyful, full of life. It was impossible not to laugh when he was around. Amit had a catchy slogan that everyone remembers. All his goodbyes were followed by this. Chakatram no karatam, a saying in Persian which implies, you can always count on me for everything. Chakaratam no karatam, coming from his mouth with a broad smile while he's holding his cap with one hand and tapping his shoulder with the other, with the other hand. There is no word that can express how bitter is his loss for us. Our Amid is gone. Our hope is dead. So unbelievable, so sudden. We're counting on him, like always, like what he was saying every time, counting for a better future, counting for sweet common moments. Amid was doing well. He was enduring hardships for a better future. What happened to Amid's hope? Who has taken his hope? Who has taken... Our hope, our omid. Who has made the life so bitter for him? We lost our omid, our hope. Who, who has made the life so bitter for us? The endless bitterness. So, little insight. We are dealing with human beings. Hopes, aspirations, plans, futures. We are dealing with people like us, with people like our family members, our children, our grandchildren, our neighbours, the kid down the road. This is what we are dealing with. Let's not forget the sight of our common humanity. Let's not forget our humanity. Let's move on. So, the forgotten issue, the forgotten issue in the federal election. Now, I've been quite amazed at the number of issue oriented parties that have uh, sprung up over the last few decades. Anybody who looks at a Senate ballot paper will realise that. But what really has amazed me is how the corporate sector has been able to avoid scrutiny in this country during this federal election campaign. The single most important issue in this country today is the fact the corporate sector pays voluntary taxation. The fact that 1% of the population own 40% of the wealth and 40% own less than 1% of the wealth is a central issue in this election campaign. A central issue. It is the issue of the campaign. It is the only issue of the campaign as far as I'm concerned. You may have other issues. But all it's all intertwined, isn't it? I mean, let's be realistic. We live in a capitalist society. You need bucks. Money. Money, money, money. In order to keep the wheels going going around in a capitalist society. And if you want a decent healthcare system, public healthcare system, if you want a decent public education system, if you want public infrastructure, if you want public security, if you want to do something about escalating crime, it is becoming an issue. We need to reincorporate people not only in the decision making processes in this country but reincorporate people into the life of this country because the corporate sector doesn't pay taxation, because they pay voluntary taxation, everybody suffers. Everybody suffers, and let's not forget. Corporations have one mission statement, one mission statement only, and that mission statement is to create ever-increasing profits for their major shareholders irrespective of the human, social, environmental and national costs. That is their essence for being, not to provide employment. Not to provide goods and services, not to provide, you know, a great national environment. It's to create ever-increasing profits for their major shareholders. Nothing more, nothing less. And we are now in a situation in this country, we find ourselves in a situation where our corporate masters have become the parliamentary puppet masters. Although we have 76 representatives in the Senate and 150 representatives in the House of Representatives, we find that the great majority, over 99%, kowtow, not bow, but kowtow every day to the needs of the corporate sector. We have now a situation in this country where political representatives who theoretically represent the people who elect them to office take more notice of the needs of their corporate masters to create ever-increasing profits for the major shareholders than the needs of the people they represent across this country. And nothing highlights this more than this parliamentary election, where the fact the corporate sector pays voluntary taxation is basically a non-event, a non-issue. No indignation. Was there any indignation in 2013 when Mr Murdoch obtained an $886 million tax refund Legally, while making millions, tens of millions of dollars of profit, no indignation because we're happy to be indignant regarding you know some clown making some you know some some statement on TV on on radio one week after it's made and carry on with it for three or four days because it really at the essence it means nothing at the end of that debate it really means nothing because nothing changes while when we've got real issues real issues which impact on the lives of millions of people in this country no indignation for example we are in the midst of a mini crime spree in this country if you look at the statistical indicators they will tell you that crime is escalating 10, 20% every year not just in terms of family violence but in terms of theft assault homicide and the list goes on and on what do you expect what do you expect in a country where an increasing number of citizens and residents are treated as disposable garbage where their children are treated as disposable garbage. What do you expect? I mean, domestic violence may be an issue of power, but there are other hugely important issues which we see every day, which impact on the rates of domestic violence, alcoholism, drug addiction, mental illness, poverty, and the list goes on and on. It's all very well if you live on the North Shore to tut-tut. It's a different matter when you've got to deal with the realities of everyday existence. And that's a dilemma. The fact that the corporate sector doesn't pay tax means they make no contribution to the welfare of an increasing number of Australians who have become disillusioned with the parliamentary process. At this election, despite compulsory voting, I wouldn't be surprised if less, less than 75% of eligible voters bother to cast a ballot. And when I talk about eligible voters, I'm talking about people who are eligible to be on the electoral roll who are not on the electoral roll, people who refuse to vote, and people who vote informal. Think about it. And that's despite compulsory voting. You know, in working on, on the Hustings in the electorate of Dunkley in, in southern, Mel, southern uh, Melbourne, you can actually feel the disgust and disillusionment of the parliamentary process. It's palpable. It is palpable, not in the majority of people in this country, but in increasing minority which not only feels they're excluded, but knows that they're excluded. They know when it comes to the Commonwealth and the ability to enjoy life in this society, they were not invited to the party and their children were not invited to the party and they're never going to be invited to the party despite all the Indignation, manufactured indignation we see in the media on a daily basis about issues. Increased crime, increased prison sentence, increased the number of people in jail. As if we can actually, we can actually resolve the issue by filling the jails. Haven't we forgotten what Australia was when the colonisation process began? It was a penal colony. It was a penal colony because the hulks were overcrowded in the Thames and the rest of England. And there were so many prisoners because there were so many draconian laws that they needed to be sent somewhere else. I mean, if you think increasing police numbers, increasing jail sentences, increasing the number of people incarcerated are going to solve problems which to a large degree are created through increasing inequality and the fact that people no longer believe in the Australian dream because it is not accessible to them, do you think you're going to resolve that by increasing incarceration rates, all you do is hide away your social problems, which are manufactured, problems which are manufactured by the increasing inequality that exists in this country. So this is the central issue. As I said, I keep saying ad nauseum. If you live in a house and some bastard eats from the fridge, expect their clothes to be washed, their room to be vacuumed, and enjoys all, you know, all the benefits of living in that house while owning a few properties down the road and negatively gearing those properties and making cash hand over fist, obviously everybody in that household is going to suffer. And that's Australia today. That is Australia today. Australia today can be divided into four distinct classes. Four distinct classes. One, the 1%. That 1% that owns 40% of the country's wealth. Then you have the hangar honours, the ones that we see that are trotted out on a daily basis during this election campaign. The investment class. Those people who have enough disposable income after paying their bills to invest in the stock market and the housing market and take advantage of all these laws that have been passed by Parliament which allows investors legally to greatly minimise their contribution to the community through tax. So that's about 15% of the uh, Australian people. The investment class, you know who they are. Then you have your traditional working class. And your traditional working class is not actually made up of blue and white-collar workers anymore. That's all bullshit. It's really a matter of disposable income. If at the end of the day, you don't have... You can just pay your bills, or you have no disposable income to become part of the investment class, which is about, you know, the working class, about 50% of people. And they can be doctors, they can be lawyers, they can be boilermakers... They can be IT experts. But if you haven't got any disposable income, you basically pay your tax. And that's about 70% of the tax intake in this country today. And then you have the 33% of Australians on social security benefits, the old, the sick, the unemployed, single parents to some degree because, you know, we now uh, don't think of uh, raising children as important we need to throw everybody back into the you know into the working into the working pool in order to make miserable incomes but you know 33% who are expected to live on in the majority of cases less than $400 a week some $500 a week extraordinary situation that's the situation today so where's the public debate Where's the indignation about the fact that, you know, you need a minimum of half a million dollars to get into the property market? A million, half a million. Where's the indignation that there is no debate about public housing in this election campaign? There are tens of thousands of people who will be forced to rent for all eternity. Helping the investment class negative glare, neg- negative their, negatively gear their profits. you listen to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia the community radio network. My name's Joseph Descone. I'm hosting today's program. All right, let's move on. Let's be a little bit more positive. Look, I could sit here all day. I could sit here for 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours, and crap on about what the problems are. But how about solutions? How about some solutions? How about some solutions? Because many people listening to this program will be making decisions in the next 10 days or so whether they're going to vote and if they're going to vote, who they're going to vote for. So what I recommend you do is you have a look at what people are... If it's a single issue, issue and that is the essence of your existence, well, you know what to do. But if it's not a single issue, you know, this is a federal election about the country as a whole, about the future of the people of this country and you decide that you want to participate, well, look at put, put their hands up, and look at what they stand for. I'll give you an example. Now, yours truly, Joseph Toscano, was invited to stand in the electorate of Dunkley in southern Melbourne by over 130 people living in that electorate. I was invited to stand because they wanted... They wanted an independent, radical activist to actually stand. It was quite interesting, the process, to actually nominate as an independent. And if you look at the number of independents that are actually nominated in the Senate of the House of Representatives, you'll find it's a registered political party feast because it's made almost impossible for real independents to actually um, nominate. So when you nominate, what do you stand for? What's my campaign about? What can you do to promote these ideas? Because my campaign, and as I explained to people in a number of public meetings before I nominated, this campaign in Dunkley is not about me. It's about putting the corporate sector has the main issue in this federal election campaign because it has an impact on every Australian. Now, I am looking for at least 60 people listening to this program to assist me on the 2nd of July, which is Election Day. Already, there are people outside the pre-polling booths in the electorate of Dunkley who have been working their butts off putting forward these ideas over the past week and over the past two weeks and they'll continue to do it next week. But on the 2nd of July, I need your help. Not to hand out some pathetic how-to-vote card with a pretty picture telling you how to put your numbers in bloody squares on a piece of paper, on a ballot paper. But this is a campaign which is based on raising issues and giving real solutions which can be implemented tomorrow in Parliament. Not by revolution, not by blood in the streets, But a simple parliamentary vote, we can actually put the corporate sector back in in their box in this country. We can cut the strings of the parliamentary puppet masters. We can cut them today. Now, I'll... I'll, I'll go through this leaflet, which is going to be, hand, which has been handed out. Tens of thousands have already been handed out in the electorate of Dunkley, and why Dunkley? Because, as I said before, I was invited. No point standing for the Senate these days, because of the change in the voting patterns. So Toscano for Dunkley is the campaign: public interest before corporate interests. Vote one for Dr Joseph Toscano, the only independent candidate standing in Dunkley. 11 candidates, I'm the only independent candidate. We've got issue-orientated parties, we've got the Greens, we've got the Liberal parties. This is a marginal Liberal seat. I'm not involved in a campaign, you know, to throw out some Labour hack. I'm involved in a campaign in a marginal Liberal seat to ensure the Liberal party isn't re-elected in that seat. And this is what's on... This piece of paper, which we will be handing out with your assistance outside every polling booth in Dunkley, which includes the suburbs of Mount Eliza, Mornington, South Frankston, Frankston, North Frankston, Seaford, Carringle, Langwarren, a little bit of Baxter, a little bit of Mount uh, for 37 polling booths. And this is what's on this piece of paper, because this is an exercise in getting ideas across to people, breaking through the smoke screen, blowing away the smoke screen, which which has uh, dominated this political campaign during this federal election, which has ensured that we don't see the effect the corporate sector has on this country. Ever wondered, and this is what's on this piece of paper, it's not about pretty pictures, it's not a colour piece of paper, black and white, that's all we can afford. Let's remember, I'm I'm financing my own campaign. That's right. Own campaign. Financing my own campaign, because I feel so strongly about this. Ever wondered why in the lucky country, it is so hard for so many Australians to find a home, pay the rent, Or pay the mortgage. Why it's so difficult to find affordable childcare and get a decent education for your kids. Have you ever wondered why so many Australians have trouble getting access to public hospitals and health services when sick? Why so many Australians have trouble finding a job, let alone a well-paid, secure job? Why is it so hard for so many Australians to put food on the table or pay gas and electricity bills? How can we call ourselves an egalitarian community when the richest 1% own 40% of the country's wealth while the poorest 40% own less than 1%? Then bowl print. Make the richest 1%, pay 1%. And this is the crux of this campaign. Over $150 billion per year, and I'll repeat it, over $150 billion per year can be found for public health, public education, public housing, public infrastructure, public renewable energy facilities, and the funding of a social security system that looks after the needs of all Australians by the introduction of a 1% stock market turnover tax. You buy and sell. You're on the stock market? You buy and sell a share? 1% stock market turnover tax. ka $30 billion per year. How about introducing a one percent turnover tax for companies with a yearly turnover of more than two million dollars because obviously we want to only capture big business the corporate world not micro business and small business thirty billion dollars Ka-ching. a one percent financial services tax for every transaction above fifty thousand dollars and obviously you would you know you'd stop people doing multiple transactions in a you know in you know, in say a 7 day period, excluding the family home Ka-ching, $40 billion and last but not least, when you pay that gas bill when you pay that electricity bill, when you pay lots of your bills there's a GST, your insurance bill is a GST component which you pay, don't forget companies claim the GST as a tax deduction how about removing the GST tax deduction for companies that have a yearly turnover greater than $5 million? Ka-ching! $150 billion for the public purse. To deal with all those pressing social issues which we cannot deal with today. That's why we've got to privatise. Profit-making, public assets which give money back to the public. Not only will these taxes provide increased funding for public services, a 30% increase, it also allow the 5 million smaller micro-businesses that employ more than 8 million Australians to compete against corporations who today legally pay minimal, if any, taxation. I mean, I could sit here For the next 20 hours and go through the 1500 most profitable companies in this country that are working in this country, whether overseas owned or locally owned, and tell you the pathetic amount of tax they pay. Chevron, multi billion dollar company, $246. Yeah, that's right. Not million, $246. You'd have to earn what twenty-four thousand to pay that amount of tax. Foxtel, point seven five percent. News Corporation doesn't pay tax. Hasn't paid tax for years. The Australian, the mouthpiece of the conservative reactionary element, the IPA's mouthpiece in this country, the Institute of Public Affairs, hasn't paid, made a profit in sixty years. So why does Mr. Murdoch keep the Australian going? because it sets, it helps to set the political, social, cultural agenda every day in this country. So we don't actually look at the corporate sector. We don't actually become indignant about how they manipulate parliament, how how they've usurped the power of parliament, how the rest of the community suffers because of their ability to influence the type of legislation that's put up for voting. In federal parliament and state parliaments on a daily basis. We don't want the torch shined on that, do we? But we can become indignant a week later regarding, you know, some football club leader or something's, you know, statement. It's extraordinary. So think about it. And then it goes, vote one for Dr. Soscar, and it, you know, craps on about what I've done and then blah, blah, blah. And the important thing is I'm not directing preferences. The Toscano for Dunkley campaign is not directing preferences. People direct their own preferences. They put one in the box that's got Toscano. You've got to be in the electorate of Dunkley to vote for me. And then you number the other boxes from 2 to 11. That's in the electorate of Dunkley. That's the House Representative's paper. So it's up to you. You can continue to bitch and moan and carry on and bore me senseless of all the things that are wrong in this society. At least some of us. Some of us are trying to do something about it. You know, I've got a snowflakes chance in hell of being elected, but that's not the issue. The issue is to raise in the public mind the fact that, one, what the corporate sector is doing, and two, that we can do something about it because the single most in, you know the single most common reaction to this campaign has been the fact that people say well you can't do anything about it you can't fight city hall you can't change anything the history of the human race is the history of change, whether it's been through revolution, whether it's been through reform, whether it's been through active social campaigns that have spanned decades. The history of the human race up to the 20th, 21st century was a history of reform, a history of change. Things which seemed impossible decades ago are possible today. Look at the debate regarding marriage equality. Homosexuality was illegal, punishable by imprisonment in this country 30 to 40 years ago. Hate crimes were a dime a dozen. Look at how attitudes change. Things do change. Could you imagine those first gay activists in 1976 and the gay pipe are shrugging their shoulders and saying well it's never going to change there's no point well that's the whole point things change if people take up these issues the corporate sector isn't God they're not God they're not all powerful we make them all powerful because we allow them to get away with murder and they do get away with murder Look at the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners ad, which is on television currently. Now, the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners is a relatively conservative organisation, very conservative organisation. But they have ads, primetime TV, highlighting the fact that if you don't have money in your pocket... It's becoming increasingly difficult to access health services in this country. It's that simple. In 1973-74 we introduced Medibank, which was a universal health insurance system which was supposed to look after the healthcare needs in the private sector of most Australians. That Australians would have access to both private and public health facilities, not through the amount of coins in their pockets or pound notes or dollars, hundred dollar bills, but by the fact they were residents and citizens of this country. That's the... You know, And we have seen this diluted. The issue isn't the privatisation of Medicare. The issue is the destruction of Medicare. That's what the issue is, the destruction of Medicare, which we have seen on a daily basis over the last decade. It was Abbott's intention as health minister to destroy medicare but a vigorous campaign which was led by the defend and extend medicare group based in melbourne saw changes to the medicare saw changes to the medicare system which ensured that it survived what we need is vigorous campaigns people who are willing to put their heads above the parapet What we need is people who are willing to walk that extra mile. People who are willing to look beyond their personal interests and the interests of their immediate family. You look at the common family, look at our family. We are citizens and residents of a sovereign, theoretically a sovereign nation state. But we continue to bumble along because we're not willing to put up our hands and actually participate. I don't care whether you vote or don't vote. I don't really care. But what I do care about is the fact that in between elections, I would like to see every listener to this program in their own way become active, and you. not everybody can become active because of health issues, but everybody can donate a buck to a campaign, and that's what it's about, it's about being active in between elections, it's about raising issues and working on these issues, and the Toscana for Dunkley campaign is all about that, it's about... A number of people coming together trying to raise this issue of corporate welfare in the, in, in the public debate. Whether we succeed or not to a large degree depends on the amount of interest we are able to generate. Not just in terms of people listening, but in terms of people, you know, helping us. So if you can help, especially if you can help on the 2nd of July, and this is a heartfelt felt appeal if you can help on the 2nd of July please ring me as soon as possible on oh four three nine three nine five four eight nine leave a personal message leave a message on the Toscano number four Dunkley webpage All right twitter us on Toscano for Dunkley that you're willing to help. You can email us at info at com. Can't help? Fine. But what you can do if you're internet savvy, get this campaign around this country. Get people to look at the prominent role that the corporate sector continues to play in the lives of every individual in this country. This is the central issue. You want to resolve many of the other issues that have been raised. Not all of them, but many of the other issues that have been raised. You want to resolve the issue of poverty, the issue of refugees, the issue of crime, the issue of inequality, the issue of domestic violence or family violence, the issue of racism, the issue of homophobia, and the list goes on and on. It's all connected. These are not independent issues sitting, you know, in little boxes around the country. It's all interconnected. We are interconnected. We are a community that is interconnected. And the great thing about this organisation I belong to, public interest before corporate interests, is that we accept people of all races, all colours, all cultures, of all religions and no religions. All sexual orientations. It's our common humanity. As I said at the beginning of this program, when I read out that statement by Omid, Omid's family, it is about our common humanity. It is about our ability to work together. That's what this is about. It's about us collectively joining forces. To force change. No change comes from begging and beseeching. And every major reform that has been passed through the parliamentary system has not come because of indignation and debate in the corporate owned media and the government guild at the ABC. It's come from action from people who demand change. Not just A flash in the, you know, just what I call meteorite change, where, you know, you're all for it for one second and then it all disappears. This is about tenacity. It's about courage. It's about intelligence. It's about outlasting our opponents. It's about willing to put the interests of the community as a whole before our own personal interests. So after the 1st of July, the Toscana for Dunkley campaign will disappear. Who knows what impact we've had? But it's the same for all of you. What will you say to your family, your children, your grandchildren as you get older? What will you say? Was I part of the problem? Or were you part of the solution? Whether it's climate change, which is real where it's division within the community, where we kind of fight each other because of our religious allegiances, or our sexual orientation, you know, or our colour of our skin, or the languages we speak. What will you say? I saw it on Foxtel. I read it in the Herald Sun. Come on. You do have choices. People tell me, I have no choice. I can't do anything. You do have a choice. You have a choice to participate. You have a choice not to participate. Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is a choice. You can ignore what's happening in your name. That's happened in your name to Indigenous Australians for generations. You can ignore what's happening on Manus Island and uh, Nauru. You can ignore how the corporate sector destroys people's lives and kills people. That's right. Their greed ensures that other people's lives become stunted and miserable. That's what this is about. It's about that each and every one of us has the ability to develop ourselves to our fullest potential as human beings not to be shunted aside, marginalised, ignored, because somehow we're different and we don't deserve to get a slice of the cake. We don't deserve to be at the table when decisions are made. Our children don't deserve to have the same rights as those who have got the disposable incomes to look after the needs of their kids, as Mr Turnbull said. You're not much of a parent if you can't buy a kid a house, are you? Hmm? Think about it. Think of that mentality that we have to fight every day of our lives. And the essence of this struggle is one that goes to the essence of who you are and what you do. Because you do have choices. We still have choices. We live in a parliamentary democracy, not a dictatorship. We have choices. We can exercise those choices or we can refuse to exercise those choices. Think about it. You've been listening to The Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the community, radio satellite. This program has been streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Now, those of you who uh, contributed to the 3CR radio fund last week, to date we've raised uh, $10,606.00. I need to raise at least eleven and a half thousand. so keep ringing, 039 419 039 To all those who contributed, thank you very much. I hope to contact you all uh, by mail, not email, by mail, in the next month or so after the 2nd of July, when I've got a little bit more time. Those of you who are interested in the Toscana for Dunkley campaign, especially those of you who can help. On the 2nd of July, give us a ring, 0439 395 0439 395 You can email us at info at toscano number four, dunkley.com. If you're interested in public interest before corporate interest, go to their website, pipsy.net, download the application form. Go to their Facebook page, public interest before corporate interest. And remember, you do have a choice. You can choose to be defeated, you can choose to be part of the problem or you can choose to be part of the solution to that problem. And the solution to the problem revolves around people being active regarding the issues of devolving power and sharing the Commonwealth. We do live in the Commonwealth of Australia where the wealth theoretically is held in common and used for the common good we have lost sight of those principles and it's time those principles became an important part of our lives so I encourage you to become active and those who have supported us over the years I'd like to thank you for that support we appreciate that support but unfortunately we are just a little pimple on the underside of humanity, we need to become a festering carbuncle which causes its septicemia, all right? That's what we need to do, and that's what we need your help for. That number again, 0439 395 489. Go to info at com. Go to the Facebook page, Toscano for, for Dunkley. Go to the Anarchist Media Institute site, anarchistmedia.org. Go to the Public Interest Before Corporate Interest site, P-I-B-C-I And the list goes on and on and on And if there's nothing you like Form your own organisation Form your own group But get away from that internet Go away from that television site Stop listening to the radio Open the bloody door There's a world outside Grab it, shake it, change it Thank you once again For listening to the anarchist world this week On your local community radio station Listen in next week to the Anarchist World, this week via the community radio station on your local community radio station. And those of you who are coming down to Dunkley, enjoy yourselves. It's not hard work, it's fun. Enjoy yourselves. There's nothing better than putting the corporate world to the sword. Thank you once again. Listen in next week. Evil minds that plot destruction the sorcerer of death Construction. An analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Anarchist World This Week, Australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse. 10 a.m. every Wednesday. Listen to the Anarchist World This Week for an up to date analysis of local, national, and international events. Poisoning their brainwashed minds. Oh, Lord